It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And rolling along is the Baylor women's, uh, well, the Baylor softball team is going very, very strong right now. And Dariana Orm has led the way with some just unbelievable performances. And uh, she hails from uh, California by way of Fresno State. And uh, it's good to have, uh, Dari, I've been very excited about having you on. And I, I, I started asking right after that perfect game. And, man, now you have a no-hitter. And uh, it's great to have you on the show today. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, and I got to come to that dinner on the diamond that night. And I was struck by how just fun you guys were and and uh, how some of you guys enjoyed having that microphone passed around and that kind of thing, um, I knew that was a special bunch. Now, I can't say that I knew quite how special of a start you would have. Uh, this has been pretty remarkable start of the season. Uh, Dari, how much uh, How much? I know all your buddies. I, I, I gave your full name to start out, but I know a lot of everybody calls you Dari. How much uh, fun has this start been for you guys? It's been amazing, and I think you said it perfectly. With this Baylor softball team, especially this year, you're not going to have anything that's not fun. Um, Everything we do, we try to do with joy. Um, And so I think that's what's been really amazing about this is that we just go out and play, and we play it because we love the sport and we just want to have fun. So the results are showing, um, but it's just it's fun to play with this team. All right, you were on a little bit of a pitch limit. I think we're still kind of watching, making sure everything's okay. Um, did, when did you start to really feel like heading into this season, like, okay, I'm, I'm starting to feel like myself again? And how important do you think it is, Dari, you know, how you know, you've kind of held off going full bore and, and had that limit, I think, one of those first weekends, it was 60. Then it went up to 80. How important? And were have you been a little impatient? Were you pushing for more pitches? Or how has that gone? Especially, of course, when you're playing like an OU. I know you, I know you don't want to come out of games, but you also know it's important to take care of yourself. How has that all worked out for you? Yes, I think it's definitely been a process because obviously the competitor in me um, does not want to come off the field. I want to be drug off the field, but... I think that when we think of the big picture and what the coaching staff has done and brought into this team, um, we have a staff. And so I'm a big preacher on let's use the whole staff as much as I don't want to come out of the game. I know that Riley Crandall and Aaliyah Benford can come in at any time and shut it down as well. So I think the pitch count is definitely as much as it's not fun. um, I think it's working in our favor right now. And so you know, it's just about fully buying into what we do here, and it's it's working right now, so I'm here for it. All right, now how many of these no-hitters, let's stick with, we'll call, we won't go to perfect games. We'll just talk no-hitters right now. How many, going back to high school and then even at Fresno State, um, were these your, how many have you had dating back to even when you started playing? Because obviously you've been doing this for a long time, and I know you've been throwing hard for a long time. How many of these things all time have you put together? 
That that's a tough question. I know that my dad back home has a few balls and a few medals that um, with those numbers on it. But you know, as far as collegiately, um, those were my first two. Uh, so I'm happy that they got to happen here at Baylor. But yes, definitely in the time from a young end to to now, um, I have collected a few, but nothing as special as the ones that I was able to do here. I like that answer. Uh, the perfect game too. And then, boy, I was all prepared for Maryland and Minnesota and these people to come in here and like, oh, my gosh, Big Ten powers. And you just blanked them. I mean, you no-hit the Terps. I mean, these are big-time people that are coming into Getterman. Um, what, is it just – do you think, by the way, that all the, all the rest that you had, as frustrating as I'm sure it was, ha- has in some ways that allowed you to come back with even – more velocity and energy and that type of thing? Yeah, I think um, as much as we don't want to admit it, um, age plays a factor in what we do here. And so, no, as much, I don't want to rest. But as you get older in this game, the rest does help. But then it forces you to then um, elevate your mental game. And so I think that that's in that rest period, I was able to really focus with Coach Newman on my mental game, which is what then prepared me um, for what we're doing now and where we're headed. All right. Uh, and uh, Dari Orm joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Uh, she comes from Fairfield, California. Now, who do you, uh, Dari, who do you credit the most? Sounds like your dad was heavily involved. Uh, I know uh, Coach Anthony Trujillo was, was someone you played for there in California uh, at uh, Vanden High School. But who do you give the most credit for uh, working with you over the years and and, kind of getting you to this point? Yes, so actually, yes, my dad and my family obviously played, um, put a lot into me and still a lot. But the coach that put the most work into me would actually be Pauly Gabales, who was my travel ball coach. Um, He is the reason that I am able to, to be where I am today, the reason that I was able to have um, all the opportunities that were granted to me in high school. And then even in the transfer portal, he has poured a lot into me and my family. So Pauly Gabalas definitely gets a lot of that um, credit for sure. All right. And when was the first time you got on the mound? When were you in the circle for the, what, what age did you, did they start saying, well, I think uh, Dari might, might have something here. Right, yeah, that, me and my dad joke about it often because I, I started pitching like everyone else at the age of five, but it wasn't until I was around eight or nine um, that my dad was like, okay, you throw a little hard. We might need to stick with this. So um, I always threw hard and wild, and so we just had to try and figure out how to get it into this little square. <laughs> and so that's kind of when we started to stick with the pitching route. Now, what was your dad, what was his sport? Uh, did he kind of have to learn the game, or had he ever had any experience with fast pitch, softball? Like, what was what was his background? Yeah, no, my dad was definitely, he's more of a basketball fan. Um, and so when I was, I didn't really have a pitching coach growing up, so my dad would go to work, and then the minute he got home, he would have a YouTube video ready for me to go um, for new things for me to try because he was not, he wasn't ready for the softball world yet, but he definitely is now. So him and YouTube are what got me to where I'm at. Yeah. Oh man. That is uh YouTube. I, I like that. One of the greatest pitchers in the country. Now what has been, this been like getting these, you know, national pitcher of the week 
award coming off that uh, big weekend against SFA and then uh, Oklahoma. And then I got to ask you, the Oklahoma, what was that being on the mound against? So you know what they're made of, and you know the dynasty that they've built. Did you have any sort of extra juice? Was that a was that a different feeling, or were you really able just to kind of stay within yourself and? and not think about, okay, this is big, bad OU. Obviously, y'all faced them last year in conference. What was that experience like? Yes, I think that, like, when you begin to start playing the team and not the name across the chest, um, it allows you to play the sport that you know how to play. And so, yes, going into that game, obviously, you know, number one, Oklahoma. I give them so much credit for what they do there for sure. Um, but at the end of the day, I also like to think that we all lace up our shoes and practice the same way. So I think that my team, um, the team that I get to play with and myself as well can hang with any team. Um, and so that's kind of what goes on in my head is I don't really care what the name on the chest is. Um, I know that the team that I play with is can hang with the best of them. So. All right. And, and what, what about uh, Baylor? How did that – the transfer portal has changed a lot of things. How do two like outstanding players at Fresno State? I know you and McKenzie are are, uh, are great friends, but what? How how does that all go down? And and what kind of made you uh, make the decision to leave Fresno State and come to Baylor? Yeah, I think I just knew it was time. Um, I knew I wanted to be on the big stage because um, obviously, you know, like in my position, there's not many people that look like me and do um, what I'm able of to do and so I knew that I had to get to a platform um, where I would be able to one show little girls that look like me that they can do it but then also what Baylor does here um, I get to just glorify God in what I do and they, they give us that platform and that opportunity to do that so when me and Mackenzie were talking about transferring she actually chose Baylor first and I was still kind of taking my visits on the hunt but I knew I wanted to play with her again, and I wanted. She had told me, raved about how great this Baylor school was, and I just had to see it for myself. So it's been amazing that I get to still play with my best friend, um, and that we get to do it here at Baylor. It's amazing. This team seems like a lot of fun, and uh, <laughs> I think I sat with uh, at one of those benefits. I think I was with Sydney. Um, Sydney Coyazos. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Koyazos. I mean, she is uh, a live wire, and um, and we'll have to get her on at some point for sure. But what is it like when she's back there behind the plate? What are those conversations like? It, can she be funny even during tense times? Does she does she put her game face on and is pretty serious during games? What is y'all's up? How important has that relationship been for your success? Yes, Sydney is de- definitely a joy to play with. Um, she is a goofball, to say the least. Um, <laughs> but uh, when the game does start, yes, she turns on her game face. But the amazing thing about Sydney is that her game face looks different than my game face. So if I'm the more serious one where I just want to handle business, but in those situations where I need a little bit of a light mood mode, um, that's when she does come in. And that's, I think, why we work so well together is that she's able to not many can when I'm in game mode crack a smile out of me, but she <laughs> finds a way every time. So and she just is a light. She's so much fun to play with, and she works so hard back there stealing those strikes for me. So it's it's amazing. 
what do we used to, in, in baseball they would say they 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 received it they didn't frame it but they received it and so she's back there doing her best with all that now Dari what is the uh, what's the fastest you've ever been measured on the gun and um, because obviously you've got some great velocity and then you've added this change up that I think has become a a devastating pitch for you as well what. Um, uh, and, and to give some context for people that maybe don't always follow softball, low 70s is considered like extremely, extremely high velocity in, in, uh, in college softball. Where, where are you sort of now and are, where are you trying to be? Um, I would love to be uh, consistent at 70 to 73, um, which is what I know I can get to. Um, but I also think that where I'm at right now, I'm effective because my ball, my ball is moving. Um, and so the 68 um, to 71 kind of frame is, is working well for me. It allows my balls to jump off a lot more, um, get a lot more swing and misses. So the goal is to be able to touch those numbers. But at the same time, if my ball is moving, uh, the speed is really, you know, just a byproduct. All right, and last thing I had for you, I understand when you do interviews, um, you st- you sometimes have a, a staff that you carry that, that maybe has some verses on it or at least one verse. Uh, obviously, your uh, faith is very important to you, as you've expressed. Now, how did that come about, though? Is that something you had in the past, or is that did you start doing that at Baylor? What, what is, uh, where did that come from, the, uh, the prayer staff? Yes, this year our team went on a retreat, and we have a staff, and it actually has the scripture, Exodus 14 through 16, lift up your rod, your staff, and stretch out your hand. And so as a team, um, they had selected me to carry it for this year, and we kind of just marked down all the times that we've seen God um, present in our life, whether that be a win um, or something in school. And so that's kind of what we do with our staff is just to remind us of God and how good he is. Okay, I'm glad to know that. Uh, the, and and so when you when everybody's out there interviewing you or whatever, since you were kind of uh, voted as the one to carry the staff, if you're out there and you start the interviews and you don't have the staff in your hand, do uh, somebody kind of runs it over to you? Is that the way it works? Yeah, we do like to find the staff and make sure that the presence is there so that you know we're able to just show the world um, what we're about, which is just giving it back to God. So. Okay. <laughs> what do you what do you, which char- Bible character do you think of when you hear of a staff? You Moses mainly, or would you go with? I guess David would have a staff when he would have been out there with the sheep. I'm I'm trying to go back to my Sunday school days. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. I think Moses is definitely a good one. Um, uh huh. I think just remembering to walk through, and that's what they did in those days. Was as they walked. Um, they would etch on their staff every time that God was present so that they would remember that when they're going through hard times, because we're going to go through hard times this season, we're not going to win every game. That's the goal. But when we are starting to struggle, we can then look back at our staff, which is what um, a lot of people did in those days. And so it just is a reminder for what we do and what we want to do here, just to keep God at the forefront. I like it. I think it works extremely well. And uh, Dari, it's been an exciting start to the season um let's keep it up i mean one poll has y'all 10th in the country i think one has you 23rd i like to go with the one that has you ranked the highest i don't know if that's what glenn wants but uh but we'll uh 
we'll keep our eye on this thing. Dari, great to visit with you and uh, look forward to seeing you at the uh, ballpark soon. Yes, thank you so much, and we will see you at the game soon. All right, there she goes, Dari Orm, uh, Baylor from uh, California, Fresno State, ends up with the Bears and has obviously become one of the best pitchers in all of college softball. So very, very exciting to have her on. Now, next, Del Bonner, big-time Baylor guard, joins us next. Recently on Game Time. Let's talk some Ranger baseball with Jared Sandler. You're not just.